welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Byron Patrick, who is the VP of Customer and Operations at Field Guide. Hello, Byron. How are you? And welcome to the show. I'm great, Sean. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, super excited to dive into the topics that we got prepared. But first, if you wouldn't mind, so our audience can learn more about you, can you share more about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, no doubt. I'm happy to. So um, as you mentioned, I'm currently the VP of Customer and Operations at Field Guide. Um, Field Guide is an uh, audit platform for cyber risk audits, um, and I've been here since March. Uh, prior to that, um, I, I have, you know, it's amazing what you accumulate in two decades of, uh, you know, the accounting profession. But, um, you know, I, I started my career as a public accountant. Uh, CPA um, with a small firm in Annapolis, Maryland. You know, I was uh, doing all things tax, audit, um, bookkeeping, you, you name it, which was some awesome experience. Um, while there, actually, the um, the owner of the firm was also the chair of the Maryland Association of CPAs. So he actually introduced me very early on to kind of the the benefits of of being a volunteer within the profession with, you know, state and national associations. So um, he kind of sparked that fire for me in uh, getting involved. So through the years, I've been heavily involved in in MACPA, AICPA, and, and many other you know, professional organizations within the accounting profession. Um, but, uh, you know, back to kind of my career path, uh, I, I was there for about five years. And while I was there, this was, you know, Y2K era. Um, it turned out I, I learned that I had this this uh, affinity to technology. I hadn't gone to school for technology. I'd never really, like, been deep into computers and uh, I, I discovered that I actually had this like aptitude that was kind of untapped. And um, I, I left there um, and went to a regional firm where after a year of being an auditor, I was actually asked to uh, lead the IT department at that firm. And uh, which was a really interesting moment in my career because it, it became this like decision point of, you know, I, I worked really damn hard to get this this uh, you know CPA license, and you <laughs> know, I like I'm going to be an auditor. That's that's my trajectory, and all of a sudden I was presented with this other opportunity that um, you know was like this magnet that just kept pulling me in, yep. and uh, you know I debated it, and I was like, you know what, this is probably a really cool opportunity to marry what seems to be this this uh you know thing that's calling me and uh with the profession that I, at that point I had already really like felt vested um in the accounting profession and uh I went ahead and took the leap so I I became the IT director of that firm um which you know during that time I learned a lot about you know, technology and the accounting profession, how to use it efficiently. I mean, this is when the cloud became a thing and virtualization became a thing. And it was like this really cool period of time where technology was really becoming to uh, be embraced within the profession. And uh, a couple of years after that, I ended up actually starting my own company that basically provided IT services for accounting firms um, and, you know, spent 
almost a decade uh, being basically an outsourced IT department for accounting firms. We were doing, you know, desktop hosting um, and, you know, in in my opinion, um, providing a level of technology for small accounting firms that they just couldn't get otherwise. And, you know, it really enabled uh, a lot of firms to have great success in like, you know, keeping staff that moved all around the world and, you know, taking advantage of these things that today in the cloud, we we just take for granted as, as normal. But in 2008, 2010, it was really, you know, fairly innovative. So did that for, for about a decade. Ultimately, um, my business partner and I kind of parted ways and uh, he bought me out. And, you know, from there, I, I kind of did something kind of similar for about two years, but then ultimately ended up at Botkeeper, where I was heavily involved in building out the post sales organization, um, a bunch of different uh, efforts and teams within Botkeeper, basically from the period we raised our Series A through to our Series C. So over the course of three years, saw an amazing amount of scale and growth there, um, which was exciting. It, It kind of continued my path of really having impact for firms, especially smaller to mid-sized firms, which is where I've always really, you know, tried to level the playing field for those types of uh, organizations. And, um, you know, I enjoyed that ride, had had a lot of fun, a lot of great success, learned a lot, and then, you know, ultimately left there to join Field Guide. So it's it's been quite a run. Super interesting background. And it's extensive as well, too. You've seen so much in terms of technology in the accounting industry. And the, the marrying of that like deep level expertise and subject matter expertise with your accounting background with both now the tremendous amount of technical experience that you have as well, too, specifically in industry, makes for a really unique combination of skills that are in seriously high demand in the accounting industry right now. So I have to imagine uh, demand for your services has probably been pretty high across the industry. Uh, but yeah, I have about a million questions, as you might imagine. Um the first of which was uh, not necessarily related to technology, but something that I saw, which I thought was super <laughs> cool, and how I know you live this lifestyle, because when I saw you at the Engage conference this year, I saw you have a pretty wild tattoo. So can you tell our listeners more about that tattoo and what it looks like? Obviously, you know, we're, we're going to have a video version of this episode, but a lot of people are probably sure. listening to this episode audio-wise. So give them, do your best to describe for them uh, in visual detail uh, what, it, what it is and I'd love to hear the story about how it came to be. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it, it's it's amazing, um, you know, what uh, 120 bucks will do for you. It, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I knew at the time I was doing it that it, it would certainly uh, make an impression. Um, I, I don't think I ever could have anticipated the impression that it has made. Um, but, you know, to, to provide a little background, as I mentioned, uh, Carter Heim, the managing partner of that first firm I started with, um, introduced me to the Maryland Association of CPAs. That was very early on when Tom Hood was just had just become CEO of the MACPA, and um, you know, I, I that kind of launched a real passion for me with uh, my volunteering at the association and through the course of you know that time i was involved with establishing 
a uh, young professionals network at the MACPA and, you know, worked with all these professionals. And ultimately it culminated in 2013 when I was named chair of the Maryland Association of CPAs. Um, I was at the time the second youngest chair of the association. And it was really, you know, an, an awesome, uh, you know, honor to, to be able to do that. And I wanted to, to really like, you know, do something to memorialize uh, what that meant for me. It, it, and, uh, you know, I figured out what better way to memorialize something like that than with a tattoo. So awesome. what I designed, what, <laughs> what I designed was basically a Superman diamond um, inspired by um, actually a, uh, a cover I think the AICPA had created for, for laptops. And it was like a Superman diamond and basically highlighting CPAs as, as you know, superheroes. And so I was like, let's start with the, the diamond, uh, throw the CPA in it. And then for anybody who knows Maryland people, we have this like weird obsession with our flag. Um, and so I dropped the, the Maryland flag into the background and, you know, that, that introduced the, <laughs> the CPA awesome. Superman, super Maryland CPA tattoo. And, you know, ultimately I put it right on my forearm on my dominant hand. Um, so when I shake hands with people that they'll, they'll see it and, uh, you know, I, it, um, it, you know, it, it, it has made an impression on a lot of people. Um, I do wear it with pride. I, I love, I love this profession. I love the impact that this profession has and, you know, wearing it on my body is, uh, you know, um, something that, that, uh, I, I think really represents that, that passion that I do have for, for what we do with CPAs. Definitely, man. Uh, it's, it's a really cool story and it's definitely, obviously, as I mentioned, something that I noticed seemingly kind of right away. And, uh, I, you can tell that you, I can tell that the passion's there when we talk about this stuff because it's something that you, you know you continue to uh, pursue and then be a champion of for others as well too. With you know that uh, incredible background that you have uh, in industry and now uh, a significant uh, amount of tech experience added to that as well, also. So Appreciate really that. helping to push the industry forward, and we need more people like it. Really do. Um, so it's, it's super admirable. And for anybody who wants to see the tattoo, we we have it on the video. So uh, go to YouTube and check that version if you want to check it out because it's a pretty cool tattoo. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And and that's kind of uh, one of the topics we wanted to dive into a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, I um, personally and you know, judgment free zone here, but again, feel free to judge. I I like accounting like a lot. <laughs> I'm not a CPA, at least not at the moment. I've considered getting my CPA, but I've done a lot of accounting. I've studied a lot of accounting. I even teach like accounting one-on-one courses to like uh, minority-led business owners and entry-level That's entrepreneurs awesome. and stuff like that, which is That's super really cool. cool. And I love doing it. Yeah. And a lot of that is accounting tech and, you know, how to use the cloud tools and whatnot, which is a lot of fun. Uh, it's enjoyable at the same time. And, you know, I, we talk about this before as well, too, because there is, there can be a lot of sentiment out there, either about the industry or about the work or culture or whatever it is that can give people a, a kind of a bad impression or sometimes turns negative, right? And it's and we're not talking about, you know, constructive criticism type feedback is, is not something that we want to hear. That's always something we want to hear, right? But we also want to, you know, avoid from just, just beating something up to beat it up, so to speak, because right. in some of the communities, especially the online ones that 
I've consumed a lot of information and some of that stuff can get, you know, pretty intense. And um, in some instances, I think pretty unfair in terms of, you know, beating up kind of the uh, profession of the industry itself. So I wanted to get your impression on that because I know it's something that we talked about and I wanted to kind of tell the other side of that story because, um, you know, I, in terms of everything that I've studied and learned, um, you know, I haven't regretted a single instance of any of the experience that I've gained, which is nowhere near as extensive as yours in terms of uh, the accounting background and knowledge that I have. It has helped me pretty much every step of the way. And it just provided so many additional opportunities. And you were the perfect example for like how you can take that so, so much further. So anyway, you got a lot of experience here. I kind of wanted to get your impression on this and like cool. uh, maybe where it comes from, where it's going, you know, and uh, inspire people a little bit more than, you know, uh, hopefully turning some of these uh, communities around a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to, um, you know, and and I'm going to start it off by saying, you know, by no means am I like, there is definitely a population of elitists, I would say, in the, the CPA, licensed CPA world where, you know, there's there's like this element of CPA versus non-CPA, not me at all. Um, I, in fact, my future wife is a, a non-CPA accountant. Um, you know, so cool. the the language of accounting, the the impact of accounting. Um, I have all the respect in the world for everybody who you know participates in in you know this space and and has the impact that we can have. And I think for me, that's where I get really excited about um, being part of this profession because. If you look at business, if you look at, at personal impact, we are involved in nearly all the conversations, providing guidance, translating the information, helping to make intelligent decisions. And, you know, unfortunately, what has happened is there's a lot of organizations that um, I think have lost sight of the, the human element of uh, what we do, and they've really become these factories, and where you don't get to celebrate the the impact that you're having, you don't get to, you know, really embrace the the aspects of being an accountant because you're just grabbing the next thing and cranking, and it, it's it's wearing people out. And you see that you look on Reddit, you look on Twitter, you you look in all of these places, and people are tired, they're burned out. And it's, you know, creating this sentiment of, you know, don't become an accountant, don't take the accounting path. And I think it's really unfortunate because um, I, I would say, you know, hands down, my network of, of friends and people I respect are just do not reflect that, that sentiment, that angst, that um, a lot of people are feeling, and there's just such great opportunity in this profession. And part of the irony is, I think, you know, a lot of people get stuck on that path, frankly, that I was on initially of like, I got an accounting degree, I'm going to do taxes, I'm going to do audit, and that is the path. And they haven't been met with those opportunities to leverage that knowledge and experience, but use it in other ways. And um, I would say, you know, I, I have, you know, 
had those opportunities present themselves. I have embraced those opportunities and I am thankful for the fact that I started out with this financial, this foundation of accounting and I've been able to, you know, do more than just, you know, crank tax returns. Um, And, you know, I, I really want people to reflect on you know, what they've done, what they've learned, what they've accomplished and take it to the next thing. Don't continue to, you know, sit in your office miserable. Don't sit there, you know, like your office does not reflect all of the opportunity that exists. And it's really easy to live in these communities. And you mentioned it earlier on that we were going to talk about like the echo chambers, but it's like, you know, you you find a hundred other people out of the, I don't even know what the number is, 600,000 or probably 1.5 million accountants in the entire profession. And there's like 200 of them on Reddit that are all just, you know, crying about um, the profession. And it's not the profession. It just happens to be where you're at, at that moment within the profession. And yeah, you know, I, I just, the idea of turning people off of a path in, in accounting, which I, I think has just been one of the most satisfying and rewarding uh, paths I could have taken is, is unfortunate to me because there's, you know, we should be proud of the impact that we have. And if you sit back and you look at it and you think about the, the clients you've helped or the, the employees that you've helped and, um, you know, it's, I, I I don't know. I I just I have a hard time getting stuck in that that echo chamber of just dissatisfaction with the accounting profession as a whole. Super well put, and couldn't agree more. I mean, in terms of like background for myself, undergrad, I studied engineering, and one of the things they were constantly telling you was, you know, it's probably very similar to accounting, right? This is going to be tough, right? right? This is going to be hard, but if you get through it, you can pretty much go wherever you'd like from there, right? As in, and you've always got that base to fall back on. And I feel the same way about accounting, which is why I gravitated towards that as well, too. So even while I was studying engineering, I was taking finance and accounting courses at the same time. And that marriage ended up being a great fit for me, similar to, it sounds like your background, tech and accounting and stuff like that. So in order, you know, the inspirational kind of element to um, making people, people, making sure people feel proud about what they've accomplished and what they've done. The fact that to your point, which I think was a great one, where you are, isn't necessarily where you're always going to be, right? If you're in a situation that isn't working for you for one reason or another, or if we're speaking to the partner level and they're getting complaints or feedback that their team is unhappy for one reason, others things they can do to change that. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more as well too, for folks in terms of how accounting can be such a great foundation and there are a number of different ways you can kind of go when you have that as a foundation. Like again, you, your career trajectory is a perfect example. You've done so much and you started with that as a foundation and continue to leverage it at every, every step of the way. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that as well, too. And then maybe if you're talking yeah. to like the partners at firms, what can these partners at firms that might be having some of these challenges or struggles, what can they do to kind of like provide relief or uh, re-inspire their team? Yeah. Great, great topics. Um, you know, I would say the the first aspect of it is, you know, I I 
throughout my career, as you said, it's been pretty diverse. I've been in a lot of different capacities, different roles. And one thing that has always come back in those roles um, is, you know, my ability to create a budget, my ability to understand, like to map decisions back to the financial impact of those decisions. And um, more than more than you know a handful of times have i heard i am so glad you are a cpa because this conversation is so much easier um and (laughs) it is awesome and so you know for those of us who who you know happen to have that foundation um i can tell you that if you choose to take maybe a a non-traditional path you are still going to leverage that knowledge and expertise that that you you know have have amassed as an accountant and um you know to your point i mean you know engineering and accounting and bringing that together i mean that's that's pretty rad i mean there's i i'm you know, I, I can certainly see the advantages in almost any respect of having that accounting background. And, um, you know, we see it every day when we talk to business owners, uh, just how little they understand the financial implications of decisions and and how to make good financial decisions. And, you know, just think if you could take that superpower and apply it to other things, um, it's there, there's just more than enough opportunity for, for all of us to, to do that. Um, you know, and for the firm owners who I, I think, you know, maybe struggling to inspire their teams or really attract the right talent or keep people in in their firm i i would recommend they really take some time to talk to their their team and find out where their passions lie and see if there's opportunities to leverage that i mean i can tell you you know i i'm i'm so grateful for carter heim early in my career recognizing kind of that that aptitude that I had for technology. And he put me in opportunities to work with firms um, to build very early, like, you know, tech platforms to help these businesses. And even though it wasn't, you know, a balance sheet, and even though it wasn't, you know, an audit, he actually found ways to leverage my talents beyond just the accounting that kept me engaged, kept me, you know, really inspired and, and, also created opportunity for uh, those clients that we were serving in ways that they didn't even expect an accountant could. And, um, you know, so I would say, you know, talk to your staff, talk to your team, find out what inspires them, what gets them excited and see if there's ways that you can put them in a position to deploy those talents beyond just the day-to-day books. I mean, there and keep in mind, there's a whole lot of people out there who they love doing audits. They love doing taxes. Like, and you know what? Put them in a position to do those things. But for those who who might be, you know, not so excited about sitting down and doing a tax return, they're crazy talented people with likely a lot of, uh, you know, potential to do great things. So why not try to find a way to maintain that talent? Maybe it's, it's redirecting that energy to internal efforts, um, which is what 
the second firm that I worked for did, I, I'll never forget. I sat down at lunch for my one-year review and the managing partner of that firm, Alvin Katz, he said, you know, we think you could be an okay auditor, um, but we think you could be a great IT department leader. And, uh, you know, like I, it was, it cool. was kind of this, yeah, it was, uh, you know, almost backhanded in a way, but at the end of the day, I walked away going, you know what, he's right. <laughs> He's totally right. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I think, I, I think we get really stuck in, in just, you know, doing exactly what um, we did, you know, early in our career or in that path that maybe the educators, frankly, have told us is the only path. And I, I really think we need to look outside and there's so many firms out there that, that, you know, we see, frankly, doing that, creating really inspirational organizations to to be a part of. And, you know, I, I can tell you, if you are a firm owner and you're struggling with this stuff, you better get it together because, frankly, you know, the, the, the magnets are going to be those firms who are figuring out how to, you know, keep people inspired in this profession. Super well said. There are two things I'd probably dive into deeper and then a question I'll ask you as a next step in this conversation in terms of you've, you've made a great case for right what the firm owner can do in terms of the thing that I related to and a lot of the content that I produce like similar to the value prop that I'm pursuing with how I help firms in terms of like boosting profitability you know and getting around some of those hiring challenges is all about basically finding waste and then getting that time back and reinvesting it in a more productive way that can really be an element where it also serves as a win for your team to keep them out of what I refer to as the quote unquote boring busy work, where you just <laughs> got like, you've got these sharp people with these yeah. unbelievable skills and they want to solve big complex problems that maybe you haven't quite figured out yet. But if you do, it's a game changer for your firm. And they're just doing like repetitive, like data entry tasks or something like that, or something that can be automated. You invest a little bit into automating some of that stuff away from them and you free them up to use their creative problem solving skills to really just move the needle in a big way. Uh, that can be a really impactful thing for your firm and it can really boost the engagement, the kind of the, the um, value that they're getting out of the role that they're fulfilling at the firm as well too. So in terms of trying to engage people or motivate them, Hardly a better way. That's also mutually beneficial for both your firm and your team. So I'm taking that away as a point, essentially, that uh, you've made, provided a case for as well, too. And then the other thing I'd love to hear you talk about uh, for a moment, too, as we kind of wrap up this episode is on, in particular, the accounting subreddit. I, you know, I see a lot of, of the stuff that starts with some type of like, hey, this isn't going well. I think there's a larger pattern that I see for the most part where one of the more common associations they make where it's like, you know, I, I went down the route of accounting, but my friend went down the route of tech. And here's all the reasons why the grass is greener, basically, <laughs> um, which, you know, it's not perfect, but they get excited about the possibilities or it's like, you know, crazy busy season, maybe a different level of pay or something like that. And yeah. so they, they, they try to think through what does, what would it make sense for me to make that form of like a transition to an extent? And uh, since you've done so very successfully, I'd love to hear you probably, if, if they're listening to this episode, I imagine that's probably the next question they have for you is, 
I'm in, you know, I'm in the traditional accounting track. I got that background, which is sounds largely like where you started as well, too. But I'm definitely interested in further exploring tech. So I'd be curious to know like what kind of advice you would have for them in terms of preparing them for that if it's something they want to do and you know what that path might look like for them. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, this is a conversation I have frequently. Um, you know, when I was a botkeeper, uh, I hired a lot of CPAs and CPA candidates to, you know, join not in accounting capacity. Um, and so this was, you know, a conversation that that I had on a regular basis and I still have people asking about today. Um, my, my first piece of advice is... Um, I would not run away from accounting. Um, if your motivation is like a technology path where I'm like running away to chase this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, um, I, I would highly encourage you to really think hard about what your motivations are. Um, the, if, if, that pot of gold happens to inspire you and excite you and you know you see opportunity there by all means i mean that that's run to something not away from something um because if if the organization that you are in just happens to be a a, a bad place for you for whatever reason i can tell you i have not talked to an accounting firm um that is not looking for talent right now. So (laughs) if you're in a bad place, in a bad organization, you don't hate accounting, you just happen to hate the the place that you work today, man, put your resume on Twitter. I'm telling you. Seriously. It's it's crazy. I don't know a single accountant that is unemployed. And I don't know a single firm that's not looking for good talent. So, so that's number one. Like, don't just get stuck. You can make a change. And number two is, you know, if you you do have um, a passion out there that you want to explore, by all means, like take the knowledge and experience you have and pursue that passion and like bring it with you. Like that is one of your superpowers when you come into that role. Sure, I might not have a lot of knowledge or experience as a uh, you know product manager for a tech solution, but guess what? I have a hell of a lot of experience with working with a million different companies who have these different pains. I've helped them navigate those pains, and I can figure out being a product manager. And I can tell you, in many capacities, I've seen CPAs. Or or accountants become product managers in technology companies, and if that's something that excites you and inspires you, go for it, take it, and just bring with you the accounting. Don't just run away from it. Such great advice, uh, inspirational. Doesn't surprise me one bit. Thank you, Byron, <laughs> and uh, thank you for being here uh, for the recording yeah, episode. Super valuable information. Absolutely, uh, definitely have you back to do more as well as everything you know, continues to. to evolve as we've seen it to uh, rather aggressively and probably accelerating. So plenty more to talk about in the future. But before uh, we let you go, I've got two questions for you before we wrap up the episode. The first is, are there any resources in particular that you'd point any listeners to where they can go to learn more about anything we talked about here or anything else that you think is valuable? Um, I, w- I would say, you know, if, if you are in public, um, the AICPA PCPS committee um, uh, or practice area 
um, has an amazing amount of resources that I think are incredibly underutilized. Um, and frankly, if you look at the cost, uh, absolute steal to be involved with. Um, I, uh, asterisk, I was on the executive committee for a period of time. So I, I really have a, a personal vested um, interest there. But, um, you know, I, I, I would highly encourage people to explore um, the resources there. Number two, I, I would say just your network. Um, look out there, um, you know, and and LinkedIn, Twitter, all of these places, you know, podcasts like yours and others. I, I find so much inspiration just consuming that, uh, you know, all of the different podcasts out there where where you can learn about um, you know, what other people are doing and find people who are being successful, taking potentially unique paths. Some great resources. Uh, and we'll link to what you shared as well also. And that networking one is so powerful, man. That's one. I didn't really learn the true power of networking until I was very late in my career, but I'm glad I eventually did. No doubt. Because <laughs> it no is doubt. so powerful. Uh, so well said. We'll link to those. Thank you for that. And then the last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Yeah. Um, I, so first LinkedIn, um, it's easy to find me. I just ask that you like drop a note there. There's just too much spam, too many, uh, recruiters to be honest. Um, so, uh, drop me a note for why you want to connect. Um, the Twitter, uh, Byron underscore CPA, um, you'll find me there. Um, and you can also email me at Byron, that's B-Y-R-O-N, um, at fieldguide.io. Um, and, you know, if you're going to email me at fieldguide, I would say, you know, these are people who are in the audit space looking for uh, primarily the cyber risk. So SOC, PCI, HIPAA, high trust, these types of engagements. Um, and frankly, you're just tired of shitty software. So uh, get, shoot me a note and uh, I'd love to uh, connect. Well said. And I'm a big proponent of that last point as well. Also, I, uh, <laughs> my background experience and uh, user experience at this point nowadays with uh, as soon as I use software, which creates a pleasant and delight experience, that cat's out of the bag, man. I can't go back. So if I'm using something that doesn't give me the same level, like, That's man, right. you got to update. You need to fix that. So. Well said. Uh, great advice. Again, thank you for being here. We'll link to everything in the show notes for all of our listeners. We're going to go kind of learn more and just find out or have a direct link to anything Byron shared. And I just want to thank you again for being here and sharing your knowledge and experience with myself and our audience. Ah, thanks so much for the opportunity. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Accounting Automation. I hope you found it valuable. I help accounting firms scale their profit exponentially without needing to hire any additional accountants. So if your firm is in growth mode and can't keep up, I'd love to talk to you more about how I can empower your firm to do more with less through automation and technology. To learn more, visit my website, nextstep.io, or email me, sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at nextstep, N-X-T-S-T-E-P, dot I-O. Hey folks, Sean here, and I want to thank you for engaging with my content and encourage you to sign up for my free five-day video email course called Bottleneck Buster. Bottleneck Buster is designed to show you how to boost the profitability of your firm without hiring. You'll learn where your firm is wasting time, how to get that time back, 
and how to reinvest it to drive greater profitability. Sign up for the course at bottleneckbuster.com.